This is Bert Bollinger, editor of Hardwood Floors Magazine. Today we have Michael Martin and Chris Sizza on the phone, and we are going to talk to them about what's going on in the world today. Well, thank you, Bert. And uh, Chris, thanks for being here with us again today. Yeah, right on. Happy to be here. If it's okay with you, um, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the forgiveness for the PPP loan came out on Friday. We had a good conversation today that led to some Q&A that I'd like to share with our listeners. But first, I wanted to check in and kind of see how things are going out there. You know, it's funny how things are going through their natural progression of, you know, COVID-19 and the PPP program. We hit phase one of opening in Boston. We've got four phases to open, which is in some aspect, you're like, ah, what the hell? Does it really take that long to open up the state? But I have to rely on our government to do their thing. And you got to play by the rules. So phase one began yesterday, and there was a little bit of a push in phase one for the reopening of construction. And I can tell you that our phones, you, you felt the pace pick up yesterday and today. So I've had a really good two days of meeting with builders, jobs that were put on hold coming back online, and jobs that I didn't know were out there made the calls today. And... I was out and about, so I stopped in on two of them. I was talking to John Lessick earlier, and I said, yeah, I, I left a 2,300-foot measure. The guy gave me the job on the spot, got in the truck, was driving away, picked up the phone from another builder with a 5,300-footer, and locked down both of those jobs today. So, um, oh, yeah, great. when people were – let me tell you, it's great. Because when you're sitting there thinking, oh, we got a little bit of work, but then you pick up – you know, almost 8,000 feet and two phone calls, that's when you start to go, okay, so maybe the sky isn't falling. And uh, so I'm happy to see that. And, you know, we've got, what, four more weeks of PPP money if you go by the eight weeks of payroll. And so tell me about the forgiveness side, because I'm ready to get dig right into that so we can fill out the paperwork correctly, because I don't want any of the guys to make a mistake there. And yeah. nor, nor do I want to be one of those guys. So uh, I'm all ears, buddy. What do you got? Yeah. And, you know, the hard thing right now with the PPP is there has been guidance put out, but it's still not complete. So there's still some things they are going to have to have further detail, even though there's been a lot of detail come out in the last couple of days. So there are a couple of things that I think are pertinent to our industry that we have had some questions on that I want to kind of go over. And the first question here is anything changed that a 1099 employee can be counted toward the total PPP loan? And the answer to that is no, uh, nothing changed in the guidance that was provided. 1099 contractors need to apply separately from their employees, um, just as that was put out in the original guidance, and that is still, still the case. Um, another question that we had was, you know, if we if we apply as a company for the PPP, does that eventually cause us to have uh, a red flag for an audit later down the road? And the answer to that is no. Not you know, you may get audited by the Small Business Administration on the loan if you're over two million, but it doesn't put a red flag up for you to be not to have a normal audit that we're aware of. Another question we had was whether we had insight into how companies can choose the eight week period to use the funds, not just starting on the day of the clock uh, when it was deposited. And the, the answer there is that you can basically use two different dates. You either use the loan origination date or the actual date that the loan deposited. Those are the only two dates that you can use for calculating the eight-week period. So, Michael, let's back up on that question because uh -huh. that affects me a little bit, and I'm curious here. When you say 
the obvious date, the second one, when the money hit the account. Okay, that could have started the clock. But when you say the loan originating date, what is that date? Is that the date I applied for the loan or the date that they told me it's going to come through? That would be the date that your bank told you that you had you had received approval to get the loan. That is not the same as the date you got it. So Typically, most people got a notification. Okay, so could that be the date that I knew I had my PPP loan number? Yes, that would absolutely uh, be the loan origination. So if you got a notice from your bank that had your loan number in it, that is not the same day you got the money. It's the date that you were told that you got you were going to get the money. So the interesting thing here, and if you don't mind, I want to spend a minute on this. Sure. Because here's why I think that is important. I know that I waited two more weeks for that money, and I was spending my money, CNR money, on payroll that right. on that didn't exist. So if that starting line is going to be able to come in at that point, that's very helpful to us in holding on to more of our cash um, that we had prior to COVID. So that's very interesting to me. Is that, is that your interpretation? Because that's what I'm hearing in this yes. dialogue. Good. Yes. Good. That's exciting for me. Yes. Yeah, so that's my understanding of, of the answer that we got from our auditors. So then there were some questions also about the EIDL grant, which obviously is separate from the PPP. And we had some conversation today with some manufacturers who, had, who thought they were going to be able to get more out of that than what ended up being the case, which basically was a $10,000 grant and the money was gone and now is only really available to the agricultural industry. So the question that we fielded though on that was if you received your $10,000 grant after your PPP was funded, do you still have to deduct it from what was forgivable on the PPP? And the answer to that is yes. So if you got the 10,000 after you got your PPP, you still have to deduct the 10,000 on what's uh, with the PPP. That makes, no, that makes sense. So another question we had was if we don't hit the 7525 benchmarks that are outlined in the PPP for using the money, is it the entirety of the loan that's unforgivable or is it only the portion that was not used? So let's say you had a hundred thousand dollar loan and you use 75,000 of it toward payroll and 25% of it toward, uh, you weren't able to go toward payroll, but you're able to go somewhere else um, that wasn't forgivable. So let's say you use that to, purchase something that's not rent or utilities, um, that 25% would not be forgivable. So, but the 75% that you use on payroll and those things that were eligible for PPP would be covered. So you really only, the only thing you're paying back uh, on that is the part that you, that was not covered under the program. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And, and again, only logical. What's well, the government? So hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to dip in there too and go. Surprisingly, only logical, but uh, but no. Yeah. It, so it, there it are so there obviously are some pieces that are not quite as logical. Um, so some of those questions come up around the difference between if you're working out of your home or whether you're working out of uh, an office, and so that comes into the rent, utilities, etc. So if you change your business to where you're using a portion of your home for forgiveness you can't really do that your home expenses are not eligible so for the for the loan forgiveness 25 percent of your loan proceeds can be used for expenses other than payroll but it can't be you paying for your home expenses now what it could be on the other hand though you could use it for potentially for leasing vehicle for salespeople 
that's a question that we also fielded. But I think that one still is there's going to be some guidance that comes out on that further from uh, the SBA. So I, I wouldn't take my word for that one yet until you see that in writing. No, but it's an interesting question because let's say you had to get another vehicle um, so somebody could be doing their job differently because of COVID. I could see how that could qualify. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, another question that came up was, do I need to utilize all of my full-time employees during my eight-week period or just restore them to the February 15th level by June 30th? And the recommendation that our auditors gave us was to restore the average full-time employees during the eight weeks, but you should be okay if you're restored by June 30th. So if you did let people go and you or put them on furlough and brought them back, you should be fine as long as your uh, average full-time employees are covered by the loan. Now, let me ask a question there. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't furlough anyone, um, you kept everyone on, but in, in some areas, if you weren't working, you could reduce the pay. It was my understanding. As long as you didn't reduce anyone's pay by greater than uh, 25%, it's still qualified. Is that to say that if you did reduce somebody's pay by, the, let's say, the hypothetical number, that 25%, um, and then you got the PPP, do you have to then give that employee the 25% that you had deducted previously now that you've been funded? Is that is that how you hear that? Or No, that is, that is not my understanding. My understanding is that it's on the total of your payroll. So if you one person doesn't add up to as much as they would have been your payroll, but if you're still paying everybody else... You're, that should average out to be fine. It's the payroll number. Yes, it's the total payroll number. So the total payroll you were paying on when you got the loan is what you should you should have documentation for in that eight-week period. Right, and there can't be any great reduction in that, that you paid out less and you said, no, I still did eight weeks of payroll, but you know it was $10,000 or $20,000 a week less, and so you're obviously not paying everyone the same. So, okay. Right. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Seems like the the guidelines are in place so that you can't take advantage or that you shouldn't try to be taking advantage of the, the right. Money. And I think the most most of the most of the guidelines that need to be put forth are really more about that eight week period. You know, like where it falls. They're allowing you now that if that if that falls in the middle of your cycle, you can still take the full eight week cycle, or you do a partial payroll for those periods so that you're getting into the full eight week. Cause you know, some people have 24 or 26 pay periods. Um, some people pay weekly. So there's 52 weeks. So you have to figure out, you know, the number of days in that eight week period and, and process wow. the payroll that way. There's a little more information here on what you're paying yourself. If you're self renting, um, you can take back the self rent as part of the PPP, as long as there's a written lease agreement in a separate location that isn't your home. Got it. Well, that doesn't fall under my category, so I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I want I want everyone out there to get all the information. But when the stuff comes up that's about me, you're going to hear me ask more questions. Right. Well, they would ask more questions if they were on the phone with us, too. Um, Absolutely. So one of the other questions that came up was, is overtime included? If you paid overtime, can you... Um, can you include that? And another one that's related to that is if you gave out your annual bonuses early, is that is that deductible or is that part of the coverage? And the answer to that is yes. Overtime or bonuses paid and incurred can be included. So that's good. Interesting news. on the bonus thing. I mean, the overtime seems logical because 
hey, it's still part of payroll. You just happen to work longer. But the bonus thing surprises me because you could just slide those bonuses in. But, hey, if it's covered, it's covered. You could, but I think what they're probably referring to there is, you know, if you're a salesperson and part of your compensation is your – And you earned bonus, a bonus. You earned a bonus in that time period. Um, that's really, uh, I think, what yeah, they're saying so there. Well, I think you probably could bonus somebody if 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 there's a reason that you could bonus in that cycle. Um, but, you know, you really want to cover everything you can in that eight-week period as a normal payroll uh, expense right, as but much in, as you can. In, in some people's lives, bonuses are a part of that payroll. Correct. So now I understand that question. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and there's another related question where it says, could you have your, if you have a board in your company, could you have them approve bonuses? And the answer to that is is also yes. Now, commissions are a little bit different story than the bonus structure if you're talking about your 1099 employees. So if you have 1099 independent contractors, um, their commissions do not count toward the eligible costs. So again, if you're funding a 1099 person, that's a separate contract that's not included as part of your payroll. They need to apply separately as themselves. Exactly. And that's whether it's a 1099 installer or a 1099 salesman. It is what it is. It's, it's dictated by the code, the tax code of being a 1099 employee. Yeah. So that's a, I think that's a pretty good place to stop for today. I have some other questions and answers that we'll get to in another podcast. Yeah, no, Michael, we could save some of those questions because, you know, I'm kind of a little bit excited about, you know, our next segment. Yeah, so I agree. We need to we need to cut to our next segment because we want to make sure we have plenty of time for Donnie Dusan, who's coming up from Abortech. I don't know if you've seen the social media campaign that they've come out with or not, but they put a campaign out to help contractors who are affected by COVID. So we thought we'd bring Donnie on and let him talk a little bit about uh, what the program has developed. So welcome, Donnie. Well, thank you very much. My pleasure to be uh, joining your podcast. Thank you. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about the program and uh, what, the, what our contractors will be able to receive? Yeah. And you know what? Tell us exactly how the contractor is going to benefit, because that's what I've found. The contractors are flying a little blind. And I like it when I see a manufacturer step up and say, hey, here's something we're going to develop that's going to help you guys. So trust me, I know the contractors are listening to how we, you know, what you're doing. So fill me in. I'm all ears. Great. Well, uh, our Voltec US has decided to donate $100,000 worth of free products to flooring professionals to help them overcome these challenges posed by COVID-19. Uh, unfortunately, we all have been affected personally and business-wise business -wise during these downtimes, and we at our Voltec, we basically decided to reach out and lend a hand to the people that have been affected the most. So the program basically is aiming to serve as a response to the economic and personal harm and this distress that COVID-19 has taken on us. So the purpose of this donation is basically to keep our industry flow, uh, help the professionals uh, with uh, some free finish when they get back to work. The way we, 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 we put this program together is that they can go online and apply for it and will they will be receiving $500 worth of free products, including transport, so they don't have to worry about uh, spending any money uh, on the finish on and the transport that will be involved in this package. This will basically translate into 800, 800 square feet of uh, sand and finish job or 1,400 square feet of recoil job. So, Donnie, let me ask you, if, if the contractor doesn't know who's carrying your product in, in his market, he can easily go to your website, fill out the form, and you guys ship the product to him. So what? Yes, uh, pretty much. We we try to keep this very simple. Uh, we're shipping everything from our headquarters 
just in case if uh, there is not a distributor uh, around the area where that contractor is based, we just decided that we'll take this from our own end and ship to him or her uh, directly to their locations, wherever they are in America. Great. So they just need to go to aboratech.com and then they'll find the find the opportunity? So, yeah, we, we try to really simplify it. So if you go to arboretech.com, there's a link there. All you got to do is it will take you probably less than 10 minutes to fill up a questionnaire question. So we just want to understand more, like, what kind of jobs do you do? So we know what kind of finish to really send you for your uh, for your future jobs. Gotcha. So it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spell that for maybe people that uh, aren't familiar with the name. It's A-R-B-O-R-I-T-E-C. So abortech.com, A-R-B-O-R-I-T-E-C. And you look for the special, and basically it's about $500 worth of finish or free products. Um, is that about right? That sounds about right. So we're, what we're doing is we wanted to make sure that we send them about 500 bucks worth of finish. And we will be including the transport, so we'll take the transport cost as well. Yeah. And uh, that, that should turn out about 800 square feet of uh, sand and finish job. Well, it's a really generous offer. I've, I've seen a, a lot of commentary on uh, social media. What has your response been like so far? So the response actually has been great. We've definitely received some uh, messages uh, on the questionnaires that uh, people have sent us and thanking us for doing this donation. And uh, one of the questions we have in our questionnaires is how did the COVID-19 affect uh, you and your job or your business? And interesting enough, most of the question, most of the people that have applied, they are pretty much doing about 25 to 50% work uh, less than what they were doing before this COVID-19 came in. Yeah, I would agree so, with that. So it's, it's very interesting statistics. And then on top of it, uh, people are dealing with personal lives as well. I mean, we had a guy that mentioned that, that they're going to have a, they're expecting a baby soon. So thank you so much for helping us with this with this donation and there's another gentleman there that wrote that um, just found out that my wife has a sickness a cancer and it's just kind of hard to hear this kind of stuff and i mean we're, we're i'm at our politic we're just super excited that we were able to pull this off and and do this for for the flooring professionals i think it's fantastic yeah the aim was when this thing came up we were just trying to figure out how can we turn this so much negativity that we're currently dealing with into something very positive and uh, we just wanted to to stand for for the stand for the industry you know uh, flooring flooring industry obviously it's it's like a family to us we always consider it a family so uh, the least we could do is is during these tough times stand together and, and try to help them out so that was the whole picture or the whole purpose behind it well, Donnie, as a contractor, I'm going to tell you, I'll say thank you uh, on behalf of myself and the contractors that are out there. Well, thank you. We, we appreciate that. Uh, and for, I got to say, I got to I gotta make sure I mention here that this would have not been possible without NWFA's help and, uh, and Sweden. Uh, so I, 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 gotta, I have special thanks to both NWFA and Sweden for helping our work at U.S. get this program through. 
Well, right thanks, for, thanks for thinking about our, our industry and our people, and hopefully you'll be an example that others will follow. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful gesture and certainly uh, helps, some, helps some of our guys out in a difficult time. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, it, it's, it's absolutely our pleasure. And uh, we hope just to add a little bit to it, we still have funds available. So if somebody is listening out there that hasn't got the message yet, please just go and take 10 minutes. It would be our pleasure to help out. Let me jump in there and say, guys, if you're not understanding exactly what's the opportunity, you're going to get the finish for free. So when you go off and do that job, you're not going to have that same cost. And that money that you would have spent on the finish is going to go into your pocket. So this is absolutely just a bonus. There's no reason not to take advantage. That is, that is, a, that is the, the point behind it as well. We, we thought about it like, People obviously have been off for a couple of months or a couple of weeks or whatever the case is. And we just thought like, you know what, when they go back to their first job, let us offer them that finish. So they, that extra 500 to $1,000 that they have to spend, you know, it's, it's on us, you know. So it's we in can your help. pocket. Yeah. It's cash. It's, it's liquid cash. I love it. <laughs> Sounds great. We love it as well. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Donnie. And uh, again, that's abortech.com and you can find all the details there. So thanks again, Donnie. Thank you very much for uh, for the opportunity. And uh, you guys have a great day and uh, stay strong and let's get through this together. You got Thank it, you. buddy. Thank you again. Have a great have day. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Again, that was Donnie Dusan, Vice President of Sales with Abortech. Chris, this is great. There's something out there to help everybody. So, um, that's all I really have for today. Do you have anything else in your from your neck of the woods you want to add? No, I'm good. I, I mean, I really enjoyed listening to him, and I love the program. And I know there's a lot of guys that are going to take advantage of it because, quite frankly, I mean, who doesn't love you know free product that you're going to use and uh, make a happy customer? I, I meant it when I said it. Li- liquid cash. I'm all over it. So everybody out there, keep it real, keep it safe, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next one.